I was thinking about doing some gambling myself. You know, just a little bit of money. Maybe doubling it and doubling it several more times. I don't know. Kind of just for fun. I was thinking, do you have any tips or ideas about sure things? Welcome into another episode of By the Hook. Colby Powell and Andrew Gilman. Find us on Twitter at Colby J. Powell at Andrew Gilman. Okay, Andrew, last week I told everyone on this show that I did not have the stomach to bet Kansas State, but that I certainly was not going to bet OU that it was a no play. Um, yeah. Boy, yeah. was it ever a no play. Actually, you could have gotten Kansas State probably at, I don't know, 100 to 1 on the money line when that game was 35 to 14 in the third quarter. But that fourth quarter was totally unanticipated. I don't think anybody could have seen that coming. And now we've got no U team that's just a touchdown favorite on the road at Iowa State. It's it's gotten pretty weird pretty early for the Sooners. You know, I was big on OU. I thought OU at minus 27 to 28 was the play. I felt that way when the game kicked off. I felt that way after the first quarter. And Colby, I felt that way in the third quarter. They were up three touchdowns. Rattler turned the ball over a couple times. Kansas State was not doing much on offense. I really thought OU would still cover that game. I did not think OU was going to lose that game. Now, covering or losing are two different things. I really thought that OU was still in a great spot to cover deep into that game. I didn't think they had played well, and they were still up three touchdowns. I apologize. Way wrong on OU. You gotta, we got to stop taking them in big numbers because they just don't cover. They just don't cover against, well, frankly, about anybody, including Iowa State, for that matter. The last four years, they've not done that. With Matt Campbell there, they play close games against Iowa State. Yeah, ever since, uh, I, I don't know, the last decade or so, if OU is exactly a 28-point favorite, if you can get them as exactly yeah. a 28-point yeah. favorite, Bet the other they team were. on the money line, and you will be profitable over time. <laughs> I don't know what they were against uh, Tommy Tuberville's Texas Tech team, the one in Norman and the giant rainstorm that delayed the game by a couple hours. Yeah. Uh, actually stopped the game for a couple hours. Uh, they had started and then came back, and then Texas Tech ended up winning. But OU was a big favorite in that game, too. How about this one, Colby? Since 1998, OU has been less than a, a one-score touchdown favorite against Iowa State only twice. It's only happened twice. They're usually huge favorites. Huge favorites against them. It just doesn't happen. They're, they they are massive favorites against Iowa State. They've, it's only happened, this is only the third time that they're playing as less than a full 10-point favorite. Uh, they won in uh, 1998, 17-14, uh, and not covering, obviously, the six and a half. They did cover in 99. Uh, Stoops' his first year and covered 21 points. Uh, in that situation. So, pretty remarkable. Iowa State and OU is a weird matchup. OU's beaten them, what, 18 out of the last 19 times, something ridiculous like that. But Matt Campbell makes this game close. Matt Campbell makes this game close. I think OU wins this game by more than 20 points. Am I crazy? I think OU rolls them. I don't think Iowa State's very good. I think they've got a decent D-line. Uh, I think that Brock Purdy has regressed since he was a true freshman. Uh, obviously, he had David Gumry and McKean, Hakeem Butler as a true freshman, so that helps a lot. Right. But I think he's regressed. I, I just I don't love Iowa State. I thought that TCU made a lot of mistakes last week uh, for, for Iowa State to really still be in that game at 34-31. I think OU wins this game 45 to uh, – I said by more than 20. I'll say 45-27. I'll say OU wins by 18. 45-27. I don't know. That seems like something I would have said a week ago because that seems like I back OU a lot more. They're 16-1. and 
against Iowa State in the last 30 times that they've played. I mean, they just don't lose to them in the last 30 years. They're 16-1 against them. They don't cover against them. They're 9-8 and eight against the spread, uh, including last year when they didn't cover the 14-and-a-half. They didn't cover the no, – they were a two-point conversion away from losing to Iowa State last they year. They should have lost in, that game. In Norman with fans yelling. They were – that's exactly right. They were 18-point favorites in 2008, won by 10. They were 31-point favorites uh, in 17 and won by 7, 38. Uh, they actually 38-31. So, I mean, you're looking at a situation where I don't know what it is that makes you think that OU is going to have a bounce back other than the fact that they just don't lose two games in a row since Stoops took over. Uh, obviously, that continues with Riley. They haven't lost two games in a row in the regular season. It just doesn't happen. Uh, they do have nice bounce backs. But to me, it would take something special to back OU here. I, I think this is a no play, if anything. Yeah, see, I'm showing OU at seven right now. I actually got them at six and a half on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And I bet them mm-hmm. at six and a half on Tuesday. I just think that that is such a small number for a team that I think is so much better. Now, mentally, what's going on upstairs? You got a lot of young guys who are facing some adversity for the first time. Uh, I mean, they really faced some adversity for the first time last week in the fourth quarter, and they folded like cheap lawn furniture. Uh, But I think a bounce back is in store for Lincoln Riley and for OU. I still think Spencer Rattler is a stud. I know everybody got their Heisman jokes in last week after they lost to Kansas State, and I get it. You you know, that's part of being the quarterback at OU. You have a bad day. You're going to get that type of stuff. Stuff, but I think a bounce back's in order. I still think he's a stud. He made a couple of bad decisions last week. Uh, I think yep. OU. I, I think basically, unless OU turns the ball over three or four times again, they win this game going away. So as long as they can take care of the ball, they should be in pretty good shape. So I will back them uh, minus the seven. I got them at six and a half earlier in the week. Oklahoma State, Andrew, two and zero oh mm-hmm. in conference play. No Spencer Sanders. They get the job done last week against West Virginia uh, behind dueling hundred yard rushing performances from LD Brown and Chuba Hubbard, which was nice to see. Um, looked like Tevin Jenkins played well on the on the offensive line, and that defense looks absolutely legit yep. in Stillwater. Yep. Twenty one and a half is the number. You got to give the hook, Andrew, or you can buy it. What do you think? I think you buy it here. I definitely think you buy it here. Eighty three percent of the bets, but only eleven percent of the money. Somehow, eighty three percent of the bets, eleven percent of the money on Oklahoma State. So the yeah, public is all effect. over. Maybe it is. The public is all over it, and Gary Woodland is putting all the money on one side of it. 89% of the money on Kansas. That's the 89%. only percent. Every week that Kansas has more than 50% of the money, it's forever going to be known as the Gary Woodland effect because it's the only logical explanation. Maybe Larry Brown is uh, parlaying his money together with Gary uh, Woodland, and it's the Larry Gary effect. How about that? There you go. I like it. Okay, I like well, it a lot. I don't know how you could – actually do anything but back Oklahoma State in this game. I know that their offense is questionable. You're looking at a quarterback that doesn't have as many options as Sanders. Is he even going to play this week? Do we know? We don't know. We don't know. It's. Okay. Uh, I, I actually, I would put the chances at... Here, here's the problem. OSU has a bye next week. I actually yeah. think, based on what we're hearing, that Spencer Sanders will be healthy enough to play this week. But if you have yeah. a bye next week... Do you really want to run right. him out in Lawrence and risk retweaking that ankle? Or well, do you want to give him two full more weeks to rest before they play Baylor? I, I think he could play this week. I think it'll be a total coach's decision. If they were playing Texas, if they were playing Oklahoma, he'd be out there. Bingo, what yes. You're saying. But what happens? I mean, it's not out of the question, Colby. Oklahoma State on the road here. What if they get behind 10 nothing? What if it's 14-3 to at halftime? I mean, that's, that's not out of the question here. Then you put him out there? I guess you do, right? 
Yeah, I think you'd probably have to at that point because you got to win the game. You can't lose to Kansas. If you lose to Kansas, that uh, obviously takes you out of any playoff conversation, but just looking to make it to Arlington for the Big 12 championship, that seriously hurts your chances if you lose to Kansas because you still have to play Texas down the line. You still have to play OU down the line. Uh, by the way, Texas last week. We'll get to that here in a second. So you're, you're taking OSU minus the 21 and a half. I would, I would definitely take OSU minus the 21 and a half. Although, you know, last year they were a 17 and a half favorite that won by 18. The year before that, they were a 17 point favorite, won by 20. Uh, they don't necessarily, uh, have a hard time beating Kansas, but man, you're going to see some big numbers. A couple years ago, they did cover the 40. They covered the 23-and-a-half. They covered the 33-and-a-half. They put up numbers against them. The last time they didn't cover uh, was 2014. So one, two, three, four, five games in a row, uh, they covered the number against them. And you're looking at 17, 17, 40, 23-and-a-half, and 33-and-a-half. That makes me think that they're going to score some points. It makes me think that Kansas is, well, as advertised, terrible. Uh, I would buy the 21-and-a-half here, yep. Yeah, I think I would too. I, I just I think Kansas is terrible, uh, and I think that Oklahoma State's defense really is good. I, I mean, right now they're sixth in the country in scoring defense. They've played Tulsa and West Virginia, so take that for what it is. But I do certainly think that they have uh, the best defense in the conference. I don't know where it'll end up ranking nationally, but it's the best defense mm-hmm. we've seen in Stillwater for a while. So I think that that means you worry a little bit less about a backdoor. Yep. Maybe they pull some starters, but they've got pretty good depth on that side. Yep. So I think 21 and a half with Oklahoma State is the play this week. You can also get them on the okay. money line at minus 15, 20 if you're so inclined. No, thanks. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really I – don't, I don't have that kind of money to throw around. If I had 35000 to win a couple thousand, it might be worth the investment for three hours, but I don't. So yeah. uh, they're not going to lose this game, but I'm not going to play the 1500 yeah, I'm probably with you. I mean, you weird weird things happen in college football, especially with the COVID yeah. season. Uh, don't be the guy who bets OU on the money line last week and loses his savings account. Don't do it. I'm sure somebody did. I'm sure. And and you know what, Colby, you were all over him last week. You loved the number. I said no play it. So as bad as I was on Oklahoma, you were that guy on Texas. I was. I was that guy on Texas. Texas this week's yep. eleven and a half point favorites over TCU. Texas last week trailed Texas Tech by fifteen with three minutes left and won the game, yep. which is an epic collapse from the Texas Tech yep. Red Raiders. Just completely um pooped to bed in that one. I I don't know. I I still don't know if Texas is good. I have no idea. I, I do think Alan Bowman and Texas Tech have some nice players yep. and can score yep. some points. But they were down 56-41 with three minutes left, had some miraculous things go their way down the stretch, end up winning that game and, and keeping all their goals in front of them. But I still don't know how good Texas is. 11.5 is such a weird number, Andrew. I, I cannot decide what to do here. That's a strange number. It's not the 10. It's not the two touchdowns. It's not the single touchdown. That makes me think that Texas probably wins going away. We know they can score points. Yeah, I think we, I'm we on don't the know Texas any- side. We don't know if they're any good. I agree with you there, but we do know that they can put up some points. And then maybe that partially that's Texas Tech situation. But you're putting up 50-plus in a game. You're doing something right. Alan Bowman's a nice player. Don't flash the horns down until the game is over, bud. You know, I mean, does that I'll with do three it. and a half minutes left? And, and it came back and it bit him. I don't think TCU is anything special. They're not going to put up a lot of points this year. I think this is a Texas play. I think they get... 40-plus, and TCU struggles to score. Maybe a 40-20 to 20 sort of game, 40-21 to 21 sort of game. Uh, I, I would back Texas here, minus 11 and a half. 
I would back Texas here as well. I think that TCU is so deficient in the areas that Texas Tech exposed Texas. I mean, yep. Alan Bowman can yep. sling it around. That's one thing Texas Tech can yep. do. They can sling it around. Uh, I actually, last week, when OU got up 35-14, to 14, I changed the channel to Iowa State TCU until Twitter insisted that I change it back. And right. TCU, they were right. TCU just, they cannot throw the ball. It is an absolute no. deficiency for that team trying to throw the ball. So uh, I do think that Texas wins that one going away. What about, we'll, yeah. we'll wrap up the Big 12 here, a couple more. Texas Tech is a two-and-a-half-point dog on the road in Manhattan. So Tech is coming off the heartbreaking loss. Kansas State is coming off the emotional high of the win. How's this one play out in Manhattan? You want some recency bias? 96% of the money is on Kansas State. Whoa. 96%. 60% of the bets are on Kansas State. I would fade the public here. I'd go Texas Tech in a weird spot. I don't believe in Kansas State. They got a lot of help uh, from Oklahoma turning the ball over a bunch. And in addition to that, they had two plays that went for 75-plus yards in a series of, what, three total plays. Two of them went for 70-plus yards. That's a defensive meltdown by Oklahoma that allowed Kansas State to win this game. I'm not saying that Texas Tech is the 86 Bears or anything like that, but I just don't see Kansas State having continued, consistent success throwing the ball. I know Texas Tech gave up a bunch of points, but that's Ellinger. Ellinger's a gamer. I know OU fans don't like to hear that necessarily, but the guys are going to be a, he's a great college football player. I don't see Kansas State and those guys being able to do this on regular occasion. They didn't do it week one. Uh, I don't know what their situation is injury-wise either. It wasn't good last week. I can't imagine it's much better coming in this week. I take Texas Tech on the absolute don't look at last week's results and take the plus three. Yeah, I would take Texas Tech plus the points as well. I think that I actually might play it on the money line. Um, I, yep. I think that they're yep. going to win this game. Kansas State and, and what they do, I, I thought that OU got up 35-14, totally took their foot off the gas, stopped attacking yep. those corners. Both guys at corner yep. for Kansas State last week were not on the two deep at the start of the season. They, they were forced into action. One of them was a wide receiver, actually, uh, who I think it's his third year in Manhattan, and he's played like eight or nine total snaps since he got there. Um, so I think that Texas Tech will just sling it all around the field, throw it to TJ yep. Vasher and those guys on the edge. I, I do think that Texas Tech wins that game. Last Big 12 game, uh, and then I'll let you drool over the SEC for a minute. Baylor minus three <laughs> in Morgantown, West Virginia. Who you like? West Virginia? Oh, man. West Virginia at home, three-point dog. Yeah, 86% of the money, 64% of the bets on Baylor. Everybody likes Baylor just laying less than a field goal here. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I mean, West Virginia sort of hung around for a little bit with Oklahoma State, right? Uh, um, yeah, I mean, that game, if Chuba Hubbard, uh, I mean, he fumbles twice late in that game. If they don't jump on either one of those up by seven, it could turn into a different game. And, you know, West Virginia played for very conservatively, along with Mike Gundy playing conservatively. We both go back and forth on that, texting each week on coaches that love to kick field goals and spots that field goals really don't help them that much. Yeah, Neil Brown uh, kicked West a field goal at the end of the third quarter, uh, like right. right at the end of the third quarter, to go from down two possessions to down two possessions, kind of from 13 to 10. So power play for yeah, Neil Brown. That's exactly right. Impressive move there. And, and the thing is, it didn't end up mattering in that game. And – I don't, I don't know that this is a, a talk specifically with the Baylor-West Virginia number, but it didn't end up mattering in that game whether it kicked a field goal or went for a touchdown because they ended up losing going away. But what it does matter is next time they're going to think, oh, well, we did it that way last time and it didn't matter. 
So we're going to do it again. And one of these times it's going to burn him. Uh, I don't trust Neil Brown necessarily. Uh, I'm not sold on Baylor either. This is an absolute no play to me. It's a weird number, only laying two and a half. Everyone's on Baylor here. I, I can't back Baylor on the road in this spot. I can't back West Virginia at home in this spot. Give me anything else. I'm not playing that game. All right, tell me how much you love Auburn and Georgia this week and Mississippi State, the fighting Mike Leach is coming off. I mean, I mean by the way, it took Mike Leach one day to break the SEC single-game passing record. So, yeah. uh, who knows what yeah. happens this week. Interesting. And I, I like Ed Orgeron in a lot of ways. I think he's a great um, poster guy for college football. I think he cares about the people around him. I think he wants to be at LSU. He's from that area. I don't think he's a genius coaching mind. And for as clownish as Mike Leach is, he runs circles around Ed Orgeron. And if you're giving me 15, 17 points against Ed Orgeron and you're Mike Leach, I felt like that was the play last week. I didn't know that they would win that game. But give me all the points. And this week, at home against Arkansas, you know they're going to throw the ball a bunch. You know they're going to score some points. They've got real players. 78% 78% of the bets are on Mississippi State, laying the minus 17. The money is split, by the way, so it's, it's pretty even there, 52 to 48%. I'd probably lay Mississippi State because I think they're going to score a bunch of points. Meanwhile, I don't know that Georgia can. I, I know that they took them a while to get going against Arkansas, more than should, a lot longer than it should have. I'd probably, I'd probably take Auburn plus the seven on the road there. Yeah, I'm showing it actually at six and a half right now, which I think makes it a yeah. little dicier. Um, yep. Always, I mean, if you're hovering around that three, seven, ten number and you have to lose that half point, I think that struggles. So uh, I think this potentially, Andrew, could be an opportunity for somebody to buy the hook. It is absolutely one. And if you want one more to buy the hook on, Vandy plus 21 and a half is what I'm showing. I've seen the best odds at 21 and a half. You might get it at 18 or so now. 96% of the money's on Vandy. Catching 21-ish against LSU, 96% of the money people are backing Vandy. Could you do it? Could you do it? No, I don't have the stomach. No, I don't either. You are absolutely betting on, we need a lot of punts in this game. That's all you're betting on because Vandy's not going to score a bunch of points. LSU coming off that loss, you'd think that they'd be fired up. I don't know. Can they go score, outscore Vandy 40 to 17 in this game? I think that's what you're looking at. Yep. Let's, uh, real quick before we wrap this thing up, the NBA Finals yep. started to look like a serious mismatch in that game last night. Miami was up 20 to 10, and then the Lakers went on like a 71 to 29 run in an NBA yep. Finals game, which was a little bit yep. absurd. Uh, Miami seemed to be dealing with some injuries last night. I, I don't know. Lakers are an eight-point favorite in game two. Uh, I said before the series, I thought Lakers in five. I, I still feel good. I almost feel like maybe I gave the Heat too much credit. But usually, a team will have a bad shooting game and lose one. Even Golden State lost one to that Cleveland team when Cleveland hit 24 threes in a game. So, I don't know. You Do you do you have the stomach to take the Heat plus eight, I guess is what I'm asking in game two? I have the stomach to take the Heat plus eight. I wouldn't have taken them plus anything in the first game, and I didn't play the Heat last night. I played the Lakers last night. I played the Lakers first half last night, and when they got down 23 to 10, like you mentioned, I thought, okay, well, I thought that they would get it respectable, and it didn't take them long to take a lead and take a big lead in that game. I like the Lakers in game one in that series. I would probably take the Heat in game two because I think Fulcher is that good. And uh, obviously, you're betting against LeBron, which is – which is – that's hard to do. 
Now, both you and I are huge LeBron fans. We're huge LeBron apologists to that extent as well. I'd probably go Heat in game two because that eight and a half seems like a lot. I do think the Heat get one, and this would be a good spot for them to do that. If they do get game two, I think the Lakers sweep the rest of it out, though. I'm with you. I think it's in five. Yeah, I just don't know. I mean, Bam dealing with the shoulder. You don't know how serious that is. Drogic left with the foot injury last night. I There's so many unknowns right now on the Miami side. I, I think I have to lay the eight with the Lakers. And, uh, you know, I am a big LeBron fan, and I, I try not to let that creep in. He's just... 17th year in the league, and he's still, I think, pretty clearly the best player in the league with everything he can do. Did you see the dunk mm-hmm. that he put in at the end of the first half that didn't even count? I did not see the dunk that he put in that didn't count. Why didn't it count? Oh, it was right after the buzzer. He was kind of just doing it oh, for okay. fun. He was trailing the oh, play. Okay. Kyle Kuzma missed a floater off the back of the rim, and he jumped up, grabbed the ball out of midair, put it down between his knees, and then threw it in backward behind his head just after the buzzer, just for fun. Because he's in his 17th year, so why wouldn't we do that at halftime of a finals game just for fun? That sounds like something you would do on the golf course after hitting an okay shot, then dropping another ball like a mad ball, and then hitting it to three feet from 180 yards out and saying, why don't I just do that? Those shots don't count. It doesn't matter. Second not going to be impressed by shots that don't count. Second guy. Second guy, second team All-American, right? By the way, pull hard for Chase Seifert for me today. I've got Chase Seifert bet as the first round leader at 150 to one. So hang on a second. I'm currently Googling Chase Seifert. You're, the fact that you're betting this golf shows a level of degeneracy that <laughs> goes even beyond anyone that would listen to the show. I am all for golf betting. I'm all for golf during the season. I'm all for golf during the majors, even in a wacky year where you get everything played out of order and you got the masters coming up in a month. But not the Safeway Green Door Open stuff. No, no, no. This is why. the Sanderson Farms Championship, and how dare you disrespect Jackson, Mississippi like that? What are they growing on Sanderson Farms? Uh, that is a really good question. I actually don't know what is and is not legal down there, so I don't think I should comment. Okay. Okay. Well, that sounds like something I need to Google up right after I finish looking up who Chase Cypher is. <laughs> sounds like a plan. Andrew, this was mm. fun. Enjoy the college football this week. Uh, maybe you okay. won't fall to 0-2 in conference play. I don't think they will. I think they'll get the win as well. But you're you're a lot uh, more confident than I am on that. All right. Good stuff. All right, everybody, enjoy the college football this weekend. Enjoy the NBA finals. We're back next week. Thanks for listening to By the Hook.